This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, welcome everybody to another edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. It's a bit like Groundhog Day because we're always saying it can't get any worse than it did last time, but it has got worse than it did last time and of late. Saying that, we did get two draws prior to uh, today. Final score at Adams Park. It finished Wickham Wanderers 2, Bristol City 1. Disgraceful. I'm not going to swear. I'm just going to press this little button a few times here just to get it off my chest, which is the old... uh, that's what I think of it this evening. Joining me are uh, Mark and uh, and Ian. How <laughs> could I forget you? Ian? Could you? You're not Ian. Ian, he's nearly forgotten you already. It's not nice, is it? Ian, I mean, as we usually do, I mean, talking about as we usually do. Although there's not a great deal to talk about, we'll go through. We'll begin by both of you giving me a quick. 30 second resume of the game you know so first you Ian just sum up the 90 minutes in 30 seconds before we get into the detail okay City were probably the better team in the first half Backinson scored scored a worldie even better than the one he got at uh, Wednesday uh, second half we did the opposite of what we needed to do that would be, uh, and we were we were therefore pitiful. So pitiful. that would be my uh, that that would be my summing up. Yeah, Cookie's just said Cookie nineteen eighty eight said definitely generous with the beeps there, Dave. Yeah, I think I have been. Uh, Mark, uh, your thoughts, and let's not have a quote from one of your films. All right. Well, I'm mad <laughs> as hell, and I can't take this must. anymore. But I yeah, am. Yeah, we're, yeah like, like Peter, like, Peter Finch. Yeah, move on. Peter Finch. Name. Yeah, thirty seconds. C- City. Edged the first half, looked comfortable with uh, Angela Lansbury and Tyreek Backinson in good form, anchoring the midfield and generally keeping keeping Wickham's crosses from far outside the box. Nadge played in Backinson and another banger of a shot from 25 yards flew past Stockdale. Then on 55 minutes, Backinson was spiked by Thompson. Then he effectively stopped playing and so did City. The bombardment began. Sessignon bottled it and it was only a question of time when Wickham would get a winner. 92 minutes, 
end of. The season can't end soon enough. And Nigel Pearson's job for me and probably for Ian is really in question because you've got to do better Whoa, than this. Well, we were gonna we were gonna pass, left us with we a shower pass, of shit. Matt. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, we were gonna that's all right. No, no, that's putting it mildly. Um uh, let's talk about the game because that's what we usually do. I mean, the starting lineup, I'm sick and sick of seeing Famara Diju pull on a Bristol City shirt. I'm getting the accidental sick. tourist. I'm seeing. I'm getting pretty sick of seeing Naki Wells. There was one incident in. Uh, I think it was the uh, second half when uh, Dijou did put a ball, good ball in. He blasted it over, and then Dijou again a slide rule pass from Backinson. I think that's when he got spike mark, and he blasted the ball across. It's just that they just shouldn't be there. I mean, Ian, the starting lineup. Yeah, we're sick on on paper. Backinson, Naj, Masengo, and Lansbury. That looks a strong midfield, but it's like four pieces of four different jigsaws. It just doesn't work, does it? What were your thoughts on the lineup and with Sess coming in on the uh, right? Your thoughts on the lineup here? I was, uh, I was, I was struggling. Uh, I, I called the diamond formation before it was actually put up, but Dave Febbs has tweeted and said uh, the commentating team corrected it, and Naj was playing wide right, and he's not a wide right player. He's got no pace. No. Um, so uh, what did I think? I thought it was narrow, lacked width, and lacked, uh, apart from Backinson, lacked any creativity. Um, the other thing it lacked is physicality. I disagree with Mark. I thought Lansbury was appalling tonight. Uh, his passing radar was a, a million miles off. For some reason, Zach Viner seemed to think the ball was hot potato, and every time the ball came anywhere near him, he clumped it, which yeah. is okay if you've got quick forwards and chase it or – forwards up front who can control the ball and play other players in. Unfortunately, we didn't have um, um, uh, we didn't have any uh, we didn't have either. Fam had one of his games where he couldn't trap a bag of cement. The only thing I will say in, in defence of the bloke, and I often do it, is the service he gets is utterly appalling. Well, but, uh, but there you go, that, that comes back to what I said about the midfield, because the midfield, you look at it and you think, well, individually... They look all right. But, I mean, how many times, Ian, have we said Masengo? He's running around. It does look like he's going to be off. He's not renewed his air appointment, according to what somebody was saying on OTIB. But what does Masengo do? As you say, Ian, he's not scored. He's not done any assists. He does win free kicks. But at midfield, it's, it's just four people that don't seem to know each other. There's no cohesion there, is there? Well, you, you, you really need to look at... Uh... If you have players in the midfield, we all knew Brian Tinian was a left-sided player. It came to the club as, I'll call it a left-winger, but wide left midfield player. And gradually, as he got a bit older, he moved into the centre, which a lot of players do. But you knew he was a creative midfielder who could take great set pieces and score goals. Well, we haven't got one of them. Um, then you had, had players in and around him who could tackle and win the ball, yeah. and perhaps somebody like Khalifa Cisse, who could play in front of the back four, screen it, and uh, stop things like that. I don't really know. I mean, I think with Backinson, um, we've got to get him further up the field because, I mean, the kid's got a cracking shot on him, and, and I'd like to see yeah. him do more of that. But then that further um, up the field role, Ian, was where Masengo seemed to be. One, well, one minute he was, next minute he was sort of, he was all over the place. But you're right. I mean, Backinson's shown he can score. Mark, I mean, the lineup, uh, from your perspective, uh, it would have been nice just to see one of the youngsters start because we know what Wells and Dijou do, which is 50% of absolutely all. 
Um, what did you think of that lineup when you saw it? Uninspiring was my own view. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we were playing lots of lots of long balls early on, and it was only at the end of the first half when Masengo was turning balls over on the right. We started to see Sessegnon on, on overlaps on the right, and that, that pressure brought the first goal. Yeah. And Wickham, for their part, we were just keeping him. It was mainly uh, with, uh, with Jason McCarthy on the right. Just pumping balls into the box. They were having, they had quite a few shots, but we mainly kept them at arm's length. Bentley yeah. was was very comfortable, but the second half we just didn't really compete. And City, compared to twenty three of the teams in this in this, this division, are a bunch of bottlers. Apart from Thomas Callas, even Viner was tentative. I think he got cropped. Early on, I think if, if Piazzu or one of the other players jumped on top of him, and yeah. I don't think he was he was letting the ball drop. If a defender lets the ball drop in the air, you know there's a problem. If you don't if you don't get the, that first touch in, you're 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 in trouble. I know. So I with know. him and Sessegnon, they just will. Well, I didn't. I I was sat there and I thought I'd sooner be in the gun. I finally put pen to paper on 26 minutes when uh, there was a little move which ended with a useless knock over the ball by Tommy Rowe. But then we went from the sublimely awful to the sublimely brilliant when uh, it was good play, probably the only thing Naj did uh, all game, and uh, laid the ball to Backington. And as you said a moment ago, Ian, that was a class strike, wasn't it? There's no doubt about that. That was that would have graced any Premier League game the way he stroked that in. Oh, yeah. The keeper didn't, the keeper didn't smell it. Um, and... Uh, you know, there's a note just commented, uh, Nigel Pearson on Radio Bristol, some players can't be trusted. So oh, we heard know that. he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and we've heard it before. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if you look at it, Akin Fenwick come on. He That's his first goal in 38 games. Right? Yeah. That's a penalty. Now, and if you took the table over the last 30 games, we'd be bottom. Oh, we so would. We've got. Third, I said at the top. We got before we went live. We have got since that opening flurry of four wins in a row. Right, that was mm-hmm. thirty-nine games ago. We have accumulated thirty-nine points, a point a game, and we've scored thirty-four goals. If we hadn't have had that opening four wins in a row, hundred percent. If we'd have got eight points out of that we'd have been very much the way we're playing, staying relegation in the face. Let's let's just finish off we the scored, game. Oh, David, we scored 10 of those goals in our first five games. Because we drew uh, two, No, two I, knocked that, I knocked that off because we scored 42 and I knocked off eight, taking it down to 34. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think it was 10 in the first four. Was it 10? Or eight? I ten, did eight. 10 in the first five because it was 10 two, in, two. Yeah, I did the first, uh, yeah, I did the, five, yeah. the, the first, uh, the first four, which was the winning uh, sequence. But okay, we went in one nil up at half time. It was scrappy. It was rough. We're playing against a team that probably cost to assemble half the cost in fees that FAM cost us three years ago. Oh, and he's going out the door for nothing in uh, a few weeks. Well, in a few weeks time it is now. Second half we started yeah. and I said, uh, Diju set up that chance for uh, Naki Wells. He plays with a look on his face like he's got half a dozen lemons shoved in his uh, mouth. And then Backinson, slide rule pass, got uh, Diju got on the end of that, but a wasted cross. Then the, the, the goal, I come to you, Mark, for their equalising goal. Um, it was uh, Sessignon, physicality, zero physicality, because he just let this big lump get in front of them and won one on 64. How did you see that yeah. one? 
Um, we looked like we cleared the ball, but I, somebody played a great reverse pass to Mehmet, who took the position on. on off, he was a forward. He, he looked pretty decent against us down at Ashton Gate, uh, mobile centre forward. But he got the ball to the byline. He played a great cross in, but Sessignon turns his back at the back post on a on a, a stronger player. He could have gone. He could have put his head in where it hurts. But he yeah. didn't. He turned his back on the ball, and then Bentley's. It's, it's a question of whether Bentley's can can push the push the ball out. But the header was just too powerful. It hit the far post, and that was it. One all. It was a sloppy goal in again, wasn't it? We're so weak in balls into the uh, into the box, and I mean, should Bentley maybe have come and claimed it before it dropped over that far at the far side? What do you think? Well. I don't think so because of the way the cross came over. Because you got to remember, he can't just go and stand at the back post. No, that's where it goes. Um, yeah. So, but I think the problem that we've got is you you need a I don't know who coaches defending set pieces, but I sack them. Uh, well, that is, is, that somebody... Pat is that what Pat Mountain was well, here for? Because I thought he was a goalkeeping coach. Oh no, Rene, the final third, Gil Martin is a goalkeeping coach, isn't he? Well, they both are, Dave. And and uh, what? Why do we need uh, four? Why do we well, need hang on, four hang on, in goalkeeping coach? Two goalkeeping coaches. Well, because we're radically overmanned and we've got a wage bill that's hundred and twenty-three percent of our turnover, and that's obviously, according to some people, that's sustainable. Sustainable, yeah. my ass. Yeah. And what what our players do at set pieces? They did it at Sheffield Wednesday. Get the video if you can stand it get tonight, they get stuck under the ball at set pieces. They don't give themselves yeah. time to move to the ball with the marker. Yeah. So they get stuck under the ball every side. Tell me the number of times, very, very rarely does a team take near post corners against us. It's always beyond the far post where we have players who, can, who either can't defend yeah. and or get stuck under the ball. So, Ian, in that context, because one player who's been stuck under the ball on a number of occasions where we've been exposed at the back, and I'm just thinking one goal in particular, Norwich City, where the ball was played over Thomas Callas. You know, again, you can't fault him for effort, but he's playing out of position on the left. And is he one of... He's one of our better players, but is he part of that problem at the back? That although he's tall, he's nothing like Sean Taylor or... Even Aidan Flint was. We didn't have that problem with a player like Flint. A winning the first ball, centre-half. He's not that, is he? And Zach Viner well, certainly I think if, if, if he played on the right and you had Nathan Baker on the left, a fit Nathan Baker, which is probably, yeah. you know, a, a dichotomy, isn't it? But yeah. uh, uh, it, you'd be okay because you'd have balance. Um, when he played with Adam Webster... Because Adam Webster was such a good player, Adam Webster played on the left, Callas played on the right. Yeah, I'd still rather see us play a three. With, uh, but you'd still have to put Callas on the right because we weren't bright enough on the left because you haven't and got anybody to play on the on the left side. on the left you'd have because to put Callas so on the left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what we need is uh, two to sign two in the well, summer. Let's left, get on to left, that. Si- let's get on to that. On, let's left, get on to- left, left, Sided centre backs. That's what we need. We have, we can't play what we haven't got. Well, you need one decent one and maybe Riley Towler as backup no, because Dave, you know we got to get the no, wage bill no, down. Dave, Dave, you 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 need two because players get injured. Yeah, but you have Towler as your backup player. We can't have the luxury yeah, of having. We can't have the luxury of having 
two of firsty under post-COVID finances, right, we cannot have the luxury of having two left-sided central defenders, right, of decent ability. Well, I don't think we can, but let's wait and see. We'll come on to transfers, well, one day when we get a manager or something. Mark, you said about um, uh, Akin Fenwa coming on. I mean, he showed what he can do on 83 minutes, didn't he? He was dancing around in the penalty box, and it was only a it was only a good save by Dan Bentley prevented him getting the, uh, uh, the, the second goal for Wickham on 83 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, he was there. He had four players around him and they were all worried about, more worried about fouling him than they were getting a touch. And he curled the ball brilliantly to the left. And not only did um, Bentley saved it, he managed to push it away from the player that was coming in. He would have yeah. just tapped the ball into an empty net. It so yeah. it was a superb... It was, and City defended, I mean, from the following corner, it Piazzu again. I mean, he should have scored. He had the yeah. ball down into the ground. It bounced over the bar. But yeah. going back to the defenders, we just don't defend aggressively. And when we had uh, when we had Bebster and, and and Calas, you know those two players, they, they were they were brilliant for us. Yeah. This season, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, say so Cal- I wouldn't say Webster was an aggressive player. I think he was a classy player who knew what he was doing. But he was a left-sided player playing on the left side of the defence. You know, we could rely on them in the air. I mean, we're the team yeah. that can see the most goals from set pieces, aren't we? This season, you see why a lot of them, like you said to Ian, Ian said the ball is hooked back from the back post or headed back. And then somebody is not in position to, to get the the overload. And the last well, thing we saw against Wednesday, we saw against Coventry, yeah. uh, against Norwich, against Luton away, it just countless times. Countless they get between times. us, don't they? Ian, yeah. um, I mean, if we'd have come away from this with a 1-1 draw and it was very much looking like that, that that was going to be on the cards, we'd have been talking about a scrappy performance, but we've got a point that ensures we're safe from uh, relegation. Um, but then, you know, lo and behold, 91 minutes, I see Stockdale. His shirt is almost the same colour as the outfield player shirts, but he was up there. And uh, <laughs> goalkeeper putting in the shot. And what's Palmer doing raising his arm? He's inviting the penalty, isn't he? A bit like Henry Lansbury did on Saturday with the hand, which eventually got overthrown. But what was Palmer doing? Uh, you know, that was just... Appalling, wasn't it? Or stupid? Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think you'll see Palmer again under uh, Pearson. He's he's the one he's pointed out about you can't trust players. Uh, he's one of them. He's not the only one. But I I don't think he'll be in a squad on Saturday. Let's put it that way. A Sunday, sorry. You don't. Um, why are you picking on? No. Why are you picking on him? Why not some of the others? Because of his rank stupidity. Well, they just totally lost well, his discipline, he, in, didn't they? Is he blaming him for that? Could, is he blaming him for that then? What, the handball? I should say so. Who, who else should be blaming for it? I mean, once he, he he didn't have his arm tucked in, he's got he's nowhere near the ball. He's never going to stop the ball. He had to stretch to handball it. I'd have given yeah. that, and I'm a City fan. Yeah. So you, you can't... There, there's no doubt the kid has got some ability, but the problem is he's never got in anybody's first team because of his application. No. No. On his day, he's a good footballer. I'll say that. You know, if you look at when he played at Swansea and all the rest of it, blimey, I thought, yeah. But that's what he's done. Pierce, he's done that the whole time Pierce, he was here. Even when he was here on loan, he was a bit in and out. And then he didn't start yeah. the team. He came in and did a bit. And then under Pearson, he's come in and you've probably got about two good games out of him, maximum three, 100, 100, 200 minutes on the pitch out of Casey Palmer. 
and that was it. And I think he did the same at Swansea yeah. on loan. So you're right. I mean, he can't and be trusted. It, four, and a, four and a half million we spent on him. I know. Well, another three, leg- three and a half. Three well, and it's half. another Still, legacy three and a half. scattergun, scattergun approach. I mean, Akin Fenwa, old man. I think is he 38? 38. Stroke the ball past. Uh, it was a well-struck penalty, wasn't it? Because he sent uh, Dan the wrong way. And uh, while we're talking, we're not going to bother with uh, team scores. While we're talking about players, anybody notice Dan Bentley's haircut? I mean, God, I got my hair cut this week. I was starting to look like the mad professor, and I haven't got a lot of hair. But whoever did his hair looks like they stuck a stuck a pudding basin over it. It was a classic. He looked like basin. he looked like a um, he, he looked like a, a cast member from Blackadder, didn't he? One of the well, exactly. Yes, yes. Or that one on the, that little series that set out in uh, Roman times. You know, the little kiddie on there with the sort of. Well, it was a Flex. bad version. Was it called? Plebs. Plebs, Plebs. Or it, it, a bit like, like, like a poor man's Peaky Blinders haircut. But i got to read out <laughs> some of the messages on here. That was the final score then. Peaky Blinders. Right, there's 45 messages on here. I'm not going to read all of them, but there's a good one that came on a few moments ago. PBG 04182. Try and put your real names on there rather than a code because people like Les and Tomo and RS Fabrics, it sort of sounds better than PBG 04182. But he says... The person says, this gentleman is a legacy of that clown, player collector, yeah, clubs in the bag, Johnson, and the snake Ashton, who slithers out the back door, leaving one hell of a mess. The Lansdowns took their eye off the ball, not that they have a clue, and left the club to be completely run by the bull-shitting Ashton. Now the chickens have come home to roost. Totally, 100% agree with that. I mean, Ian, I think he summed that up pretty well there. Don't you agree? Yeah, but who who employed him? Well, Lansdowne. Right. Okay. So somebody else, the same bloke. We look like a team on a Sunday morning whose best players left for better teams in the summer. Uh, Sunday morning team who've been on the piss, says James. Steve Lansdowne, John Lansdowne. Where are they? And they've they've allowed this to happen because it's like the fourteen players being out of contract. That doesn't include the two that have already gone because they had to go because they're out for the season injured. Um, so he he uh, he's presided over this. And as he quite rightly said in one of his interviews, I can't remember, not the podcast, but uh, an interview, it all it's all down, it all comes down to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and we've got 14 players, 14 million pounds worth, walking out the door. In yeah. three weeks' time, May the May the ninth, they're gone, out of contract. Unless, yeah. of course, they're injured, in which case we've got to keep treating them. Uh, I don't think we've got to keep paying them, but we got to keep treating them until they're better. Um, yeah. So you've got you've got fourteen million pounds worth going for nothing. Now, if that isn't a strategic decision, there's somebody seriously wrong somewhere because they couldn't have woke up one morning and thought. Oh, we got 14 blokes out of contract in a few weeks' time. Because oh, I've been banging on about it for the last year. To the yeah, point no, I've, got on my own, I've, I've got on my <laughs> own nerves. Never mind, never mind anybody else's. But I just say, what are you going to do about it? It, it? it must be, let's say it's a strategy. So you might have thought, right, we'll let all these blokes go and we'll bring in a load of lads. And I think the three types of signings we're going to get will be Premier Loans, Um free agents and league one players right yeah. who won't want who won't want the money now yeah. that that is 
and, and I've been set, talking about Fam for 14 months, saying if he offer him the contract, if he doesn't sign it, sell him. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Right? And, and then, you know, I've had people say to me on Twitter and people ring me up and say, well, you know, our midfield next season – We've, you've got to remember, we got Joe Williams, we got Liam Walsh. Well, hang on a minute. No, I know, I know, are I they, know. Are they gonna Are they gonna be fit? I mean, Walsh is out of contract anyway. Are I they know. gonna be fit? And how many games are we gonna get out of the season? It's a bit like saying, "Well, Baker is a really good centre back. I think he is, but when he's, on, fit. he's played. When he's, he's fit. played twenty games, twenty games a season. Yeah. He's been here. He's played eighty games. He's been here four seasons, and. For twenty games, he's been off before half time, either sent off or injured. Yeah. So we're yeah, that's near his birthday. I mean, he's been sent off. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm just so I've gone beyond. I'm, I'm sick to death of sick to death of hearing about it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, next, next, about season, players, next, I mean se- next season we could be a team like like Wigan for, uh, because of administration. They lost they lost fourteen, fifteen players who walked out the door. We're, we're basically starting from scratch again, aren't we, yeah. both of you? Because yeah. we have to rebuild a side. And we could do it potentially without without a manager because his place is in question uh, and a director of uh, uh, well, operations, director about, of Werhen and, and Ashton. Yeah. And it's all down to it's, the shambolic running of the club. At the top, shambolic. which you would say is John Lansdowne rather than Steve because Steve has delegated it. But as we all know, for the best part of the last nine months, John has been over in the family residence somewhere in the West Indies. Well, those of us that did research know where that is. Um, guys, uh, <laughs> Nigel Pearson, I mean, is it the players? The one thing that I say about him is you can, well, he's inherited a squad that is hit by injury. That's known. So, you know, we're left with a turd. But even if it's a turd, you can polish a turd, right? And it's still a turd, but it might look a little bit better. Ian, it, it, we don't seem to have any pattern of play. You talk about defending. He's a defender. We've got two ex-England coaches there, right? It's just a mess, isn't it? On the field. Yeah. So what is he doing? I'm going to take. I'm not going to give him the benefit of the the um, the, the Borough game. Yeah, God, that's maybe being a bit harsh. But he's got nine points out of thirty-three. That's thirty-six yeah, that's points, as near as damn it. Just extrapolating his time. I mean, at what point? You 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 said before we went live. You don't think Pearson's going to be here now, do you? Do you think it's going to be his choice think, or, or what? What do you think? I, 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 I genuinely don't think he's the man for the job. Um, the more I, I see his team play, albeit I understand about the injuries, but in fairness, Dean Olden had, had that to contend with as well. Yeah. Um, I think Mark Ashton has, you know, talk about, a rat leaving a sinking ship, you know, going on about how, what a great position the club are in to move forward. But how, how, how do you make, how do you work that out? Cause I, I genuinely can't see it. I'm a, uh, I'm an experienced businessman. Um, I understand numbers. I can't see how we're in a great position. We're not in a great well, we've position. Got infrastructure. I, we've got infrastructure. That yeah, is Dave, the only Dave, part you can of this a, club. No, but that but is you can't, the only You can't part sell of it. No, I know. You can't. It's not like owning... I don't know, a, a, a machine that's worth 10 million that you can sell. And then uh, the only thing we, no, we've I know, got that we platform. could sell is the, is the ground. 
it's a platform. So if you look at the graph, no, it's a platform, right? It's better than it was. But as we said on the pod the other week, Steve Lansdowne has spunked away over 250 million. It's got to be in that order. If you look at the infrastructure and funding losses for the last 15 years, right? And a lot of it has been through making poor decisions of a football nature, even bringing yeah. in Mark Ashton. I mean, you know, you wind the clock back, yeah? The one close season we got right with player transfers was the summer of 2014-15 when Cottrell was allowed to go out and we had all the players signed by before the 1st of July, ready to go on that pre-season tour. And everything since then, it's looking more and more like that period after Johnson Senior's demise, isn't it? Would you? What do you say, Mark, about that? I mean... How, how, how have we let it, let it get to this? You know, like instead of all those players' contracts running down, I mean, uh, I mean, Johnson Senior uh, lost it at the end, but he wouldn't let players hold the club to ransom on contracts. Remember Bradley Orr? I think he dropped him for a number of games. You remember that, Ian? When he wouldn't sign yeah. a new contract, and he was, you know, quite ruthless at, at surfing players out of the club. Although he probably didn't put great foundations in place. But we've let it, we let it come to this. One thing that Steve Lansdowne said in, after he got rid of Dean Holden was stuck with me. I don't want somebody coming to the club who's going to undo all the great things, that, all the good work that we've done. What, a culture of failure? Not even threatening the top six. A club going backwards. Well, this is that, it. That sort of, no, this that, is that, it, that isn't sort it? of legacy. This it's, is it. We're a joke, really, because we laugh, we laugh at our, uh, our uh, neighbours across the city who are going to get relegated. We're not much better. And we've got no. this great stadium, great community club, but we've got players who are a bunch of bottlers who can't even beat a what is probably a League Two team punching above their weight who deserve to win tonight. A team of bottlers who are a disgrace. I just don't think that they can play with Nigel Pearson. Probably told them some own truths as people are messaging uh, on uh, on the board. But, but, and there's a, there's a, it's, it's gone wrong. But when you say players are bottlers who are the bottlers then i mean let's just run through the team right and you know bentley he does his best he's done a very good job Sessignon, on loan player based on that goal tonight bottler are you calling zach viner and uh, thomas callas bottlers because they're heart of a defense that has got the worst set piece record in the division what do you well, say about- I mean, they're play- sometimes. I mean, you know, you watch some teams and they're prepared to die, die on the pitch to get to the ball. We don't do that sometimes. And we got yeah. Famara Zizou. It was just walking around. I mean, I saw him against. All right, so the, the bottlers, the bottlers, just not then. trying. But the bottlers, then the bot. Let's look at the midfield. You can't call Tyreek Backinson a bottler. No, you couldn't call Adam, Tommy Rowe. Adam, you couldn't call, Adam call Tommy Rowe a bottler. Adam Naj, Henry Land, Henry Lansbury. Masengo uh, and Dijon. To some, to some extent. Right. Ian, uh, who are the bottlers? Who are the bottlers, Ian, bottlers. In, your, in your mind? Who are the bottlers that should not, not one moment, when he came on as a sub, who should not appear against Luton at home on Saturday, Ian, out of that starting lineup? Never to be seen again in a city shirt, whether they're in contract or not. Well, it. it I'm not trying to get out of answering it, and I will answer it, but it, some of it, it depends who's fit. Um, I think Tommy Rowe fitting on form is 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 a decent player. I mean, I would say if Jada Silva's fit, don't bother about an under-23 game. If he's fit, he's trained now for three or four weeks. 
get him in the side as a wing back, play three centre backs. So I get Mariapa back in there. In, in sorry, in who did you say in the first, the first name? I I missed that. Um, Tommy uh, Rose, Jada Silva. Oh, Jada Silva. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah I, I I put if if you look, I I play with wing backs because then you can have three in midfield and two up front. Um, it might be an idea to give young Lewis Britton a start up front as a as a what you call an orthodox um, um, big man up front. An orth an orthodox, yeah. I mean, because he's different from the other lads. They're what I'd call smaller, quicker second strikers, uh, and he's he's a big lad, and and he likes uh, uh, the physical physical challenge. But I know he's only a young kid, but I'd like to see him. Let him start, okay. If it's not going great, look him. Now, yeah. one thing about Fam, and I'll say it again, it, I mean, one of the things that he does, he must have added more balls clear from our penalty area tonight than anybody. And yeah. he seems to be the only one who wants to get there first. So if you leave him out, you need somebody else who can head the ball away. Now, Taylor Moore's not fit. He's out for the season, apparently. Um, yeah, somebody so put about you... bringing Taylor Moore in ahead of Riley Towlett. No, sorry on that one. Taylor Moore is a right-sided player. That's why his confidence got shot to shit this season because he was played well, if out you've of got, position. If, out if, dry, if, you, if, you, if you brought in, so let's say you want to play a back three, Riley Towlett plays on the left-hand side of a back three, so give him a go. Yeah. You can't do yeah. any, wor- any worse than lose. No. So you play Cal- you play Mariapa in the middle, Callas on the right, or Mariapa on the right, Callas in the middle, Riley Towlett. Then you play your two wing-backs, um, Cessignor Hunt, not much to choose between them, to be honest. Um, yeah. uh, I play Jay De Silva on the left in the midfield. I think Backinson's got a start. Don't like Lansbury very much. Um, and or perhaps you could you could put Zach Viner in that holding role in midfield. Backinson in Masengo, that gives you three that will run around tackle, and Backinson might get you a yeah. ball or get you a pass. And then go up front with two strikers. Um, Naki Wells wouldn't bother me at all if he left the club. Because uh, I, I don't think we've ever seen him at his best and got the best out of him. Because you, if you talk to QPR fans, and QPR are my bet, if they can get keep hold of their best players, they're my bet for next season. going for it this season. Yeah, and I, next I, season. I've, very I've, 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 I've also got a list of three managers. Unfortunately... They're all in work. They, I would, I would get here in front of Nigel Pearson. Who are they? Go on, Ian. Warburton. No, uh, Lee Bowyer for the job he's doing at Birmingham. Uh, Mark Robbins. I watched Coventry play Rotherham. Coventry yeah. have got the biggest side in the world, but they stopped Rotherham from playing because they pressed, they played high, and they didn't sit in their penalty area waiting for Rotherham to cross the ball and give away stupid free kicks. And the one I'd really like is Valerian Ishmael up at, up at Barnsley. Yeah. I, I yeah. definitely... The last two you could get, Birmingham, Bowie would probably still there, see them even now, despite their off-field ownership issues. He would probably see Birmingham as a bigger club than us. But as you say, Mark Robbins, who... Just, Weeks ago, we were saying, well, we don't want him. We want Nigel Pearson. Mark Robbins does, I think Coventry won at Stoke tonight, didn't they? Yeah. And as yeah, you say, they, 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 they played, they're, they're they played it's, it's well. They countered Rotherham. And, Rob, and Robbins is a Lansdowne favourite. Yeah, because he's tried him here before. And the Barnsley guy, 
yeah, so those two, those two are there. I mean, some, somebody said, Tomo said, uh, well, no, he's questioned somebody else earlier in this thread. We've got so many messages on it that said about Chris Wilder. Yeah, would he be a contender? Um, well, he's got, he's got, he's got an identity with his teams and a style of play. And he did and he, it. And he, he did it on a low budget, and he got Sheffield he United. Bought, he, bought British and, he bought British and Irish players until this season. Yeah. And they had an identity. It's funny when you when you start tinkering with a team. Although Sheffield United's problem and the team with the, the problem with promoted teams like them is scoring goals. And if you look at you know they got Sharp and, and McGoldrick with a combined age of about sixty seven. It's going to be difficult, you know. And the other players, I mean, they who is it they brought in a Rian Brewster. I mean, that was a real uh, sort of pink elephant, wasn't it? Because I mean, I don't think he scored a goal this season. I think he spent forty million on him, and that really blew the budget. Brewster, yeah, no, absolutely right. Absolutely right. right. They did. They spent eighteen million on him, not forty. Oh, sorry, eighteen million. Still, they, you know, they haven't done it. They haven't, they haven't scored a goal, is he? You sound like you're down the bottom end of a corridor for it all of a sudden, uh, Ian. <laughs> he's in the east, he's gone to the east wing of the house, that's why. Yeah, I know he's got a big house down in yeah, Somerset. He'll get it's in Devon, but he'll get fourteen um he'll get twenty goals in the championship providing he stays at Sheffield United and no no one else is gonna buy him because he, he's he's not gonna get goals in the Premier League. Yeah. So I mean, what about but, but Wilder's available, isn't he? What we're saying is Wilder was available. These he, teams play well, with an identity, he, and, and they work their asses off. He's currently having a, a period of reflection, which is what people <laughs> have. They don't have, a, they don't have a rest. They have a period of reflection. Um, normally, well, after what happened to Gardner so, leave? As much as he's say. Yeah. Well, they're on. Uh, I mean, somebody's just just put a message on here. You know, Wilder was on seventy grand a week. And that's why he wanted four million quid yeah. for his payoff. So I would yeah. say if he's it's different if they've paid him off and Lansdowne offers him thirty grand a week or something yeah. like that, then he might be interested. I mean, we're in talking the job. We're saying all this speculation about Nigel, but I mean Taze has put on here a message and apologies for all the other people that put messages and comments, but I'm sure you can all see what others are saying as well. But Taze has said, Why are those managers? Why would we go for those managers who are are they going to be any better than Pearson? We're trying to we're making we're being judgmental about Pearson on eleven games with fifteen, fourteen players out injured. Right? So right here, right now, right, I'm going to put my head on a block and I'm still prepared to back Pearson. I would give Pearson I would give Pearson a chance. The problem is Lansdowne's left him, he's left it in the club in a bit of an untenable position because he's left it so long to make a decision. There's uncertainty and the players have, have, have just haven't shown up. Result, results have tanked and they're in a position now where Lansdowne could say well, you know, you're not getting any results. The club's going in the wrong direction. I need to look at uh, alternatives. But he, he hasn't got. He hasn't even got a, 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 a CEO who's going to stay at the club now. He well, needs exactly. a new CEO. Well, look, talking about and he needs to sell season yeah. tickets. How's he going to sell season tickets on that well, shit? Talking about CEOs, I can't believe that he's being kept on until the end of May. Allegedly, well, that shows you what shambles the club it is. Does. There's it? nobody there to run it. There is somebody's put on OTIB. Somebody's put, you know, we have a. It's such a dichotomy to use Ian's word. You know, somebody on OTIB has put, you know, it'd be nice to have a chairman that gives a shit. Well, the chairman 
does give a shit because he spent all the money on the ground and he spent all the money on the uh, uh what is it high performance center or whatever it is why not just call it a, a deluxe training ground he does give a shit but when it comes to taking football decisions he has not got a no. clue no i don't think anybody anybody listening who's bothered to listen and put in, in these comments that I don't think there's much disagreement on the things that have gotten wrong with the club. And it started with the players, you know, the players in that um, start of 17, 18 season, right. They were, you know, they wanted a way and we've been on a slow decline of three years. And what's happened has gone from a gradient of about one in eight. And over the last, I'll say last five weeks, it's gone down to about a gradient of one in three and a half. I mean, we are like going down in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, that sort of railway thing in the caves, you know, with nobody in control on the tracks, right? You know, I mean, we're lucky that there are only three games to go. I can't so, see us winning any... Can you, I can't see us getting a point. I mean, Ian... Ian disingenuously, no, I'm only kidding, Ian, a few weeks ago, I mean, we, we didn't think we'd get any points. We got, we scraped a point against Sheffield Wednesday and uh, the home game against Forest. But can you honestly say, based on that shower of, that we could, get, we could, we could get a point against Luton, Millwall, they were going to be strong and physical, and Brentford, I mean, really, it's... Uh, Oh, well, I think Brentford have gone off a little bit, but look, you look at the last three games. Not as much you're as right. we have. I mean, you're right. Look, I mean, it would be, wouldn't it be great if we could beat Luton and then get a draw at Millwall and a draw against Brentford? That would give everybody hope. But I mean, Ian, do you, we've been saying for two months now, well, ever since Holden's gone, there's got to be some sort of change, as in some plan going forward, because we haven't even talked about the medical. Well, we talk about it every week, the medical department and the injuries. You know, what's happened to Danny Simpson? Mm-hmm. Is he out is he out for the season? Now that's another one that's gone, is it? He's got Danny's... he's got cramp, hasn't he? <laughs> well that's bollocks. Yeah, he's got cramp in his it's, hamstring. It's, no, no, it's no, it's definitely cramp, it's in his calf. Um no, look, Dave, he Nigel Pearson said, Oh, he's gonna be all right, he's got cramp. I think he felt a bit embarrassed about bringing a bloke in that hadn't played any football. And I, I thought Danny Simpson Danny Simpson fitting on form is probably better than the two we've got. Correct uh, at defend at defending, um, but once again he's thirty four, and yeah. uh, you can't go on. You know, I know you need experienced players to see games out, but honestly, you know, are, are we is is that what we're going to? Because I don't want to go down and watch that. Um, the injuries have been a massive problem. We've got now got we've currently got I think it's fifteen players out injured in the treatment yeah. room. Yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't help anybody. No, you've got to ask why. There's got to be an independent inquiry, and that should have started two three weeks ago. Yeah, and when I say independent, I mean completely independent. Uh, somebody comes in, right? You're medical experts. We want you to look at the treatment the players are getting. We want you to look at training. We want you to look at everything. Yeah. Where we're going for scans of the lot and come up with a with a recovery plan. Yeah. Um But who's and- gonna conduct when you say about independent football clubs, the last mm-hmm. consultant Bristol City bought into the football club was um Mark Ashton. Mark Ashton, Mark- wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean now Tomo's no, made a good point here. Tomo's made a good no, point. No, an independent well, medical expert. I'm All right, about. independent I'm not medical about, expert, but somebody's you know, got a consultant to engage, like me. Somebody's got to engage that person. 
and set them well, terms of reference. Can you see either John or Steve Lansdowne engaging somebody and giving them terms of reference to conduct the survey that you see is required in the no, medical could organise a piss-up in a brewery, David. Are they going to do that? I mean, I don't trust them. Well, I mean, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Steve, Steve Lansdowne has managed to fi finish up with a couple of billion quid and living in Guernsey. So yeah. Well, no, I mean, just, just obviously... on, based on the, the way the football clubs run. Sorry. Well, well hang, yeah, but, but there are able people down there. You could give that to somebody like Mark Kelly, for example, you don't have to know anything about football. You just have to go out and get a top-level consultant to do a, well, to, to, to do a, it, a, a, a Tom made a point. Tom made a good point on here, right? Look, look, look at it this way, right? Pearson's fifty-eight or fifty-nine years old, which is still 57. like fifty-seven. He's fifty-seven yeah. year old, right? He knows football. He's played at the highest level. He's managed at the highest level. He's at an age, right, where he could come in and he could be director of football operations. And you could bring in a young coach like the kiddie. Well, he's not a kiddie. Uh, MK Dons. And Tomo watched them last night at Gas and said they played a lot better football than Russell we did. Russell Martin. Russell Martin as first team coach. And Nigel Pearson, okay, on the business side, you get a C. OO, which is really just a good accountant, and they've probably got one there anyway. But Pearson's been around the block. He would know how agents work. He knows what a good medical team looks like. And you could put him in as director of football. Yeah. Maybe Steve Walsh as the, as the player identification person, but a young coach under Pearson, and then maybe another old coach like. Hang you on. Know, hang on. Hang on. You were. We were going on just now about how we can't afford to have two left-sided no, centre-backs. No, just no, the just no, employed, Ian, not the word. You've just employed a, a board no, of directors there. No, you haven't. No, you've got, Ian, you've got, at the moment, Mark Ashton's been stealing a wage, half a million quid, right? Pearson's already hmm. on the staff. You're going out. You could get, and trust me, I know about salaries and you do as well. You can get a bloody good football finance director or football secretary, which is allegedly, I think, the role that Luke Werhun did, Wait. who's gone, right? You could get yeah. a decent person in that job for 120 grand with a bonus. And you could say the bonus is based on profit on transfers, keeping wages within budget, et cetera, et cetera. So you've lost half a million in wage costs with Ashton. You've already got Pearson here. So I'm not overspending when you look at it like that. You've got, we, we said with Dean Holden, he needs a director of football above him. Well, we haven't got Dean Holden. We've now got a bloody good bloke in, in many respects. You know, we're judging Pearson on 11 games where he's had a shitty injury, injury hit squad to inherit. You know, that's what I think is a solution. Yeah, which doesn't cost the club a lot of money. But getting back but, to the point you said, Ian, about having people to conduct a survey of the medical team, who, who's going to engage them? What are the terms of reference? Uh, well, the terms of reference are simple. They go in and they do a complete review of the medical team, drains up, cradle to grave. So, all right, let's first of all, let's look at the training. Let's look at what they do before training. Bear in mind that some of the injuries – have been away from the club. So, for example, George Nurse, Marley Watkins, another bloke who's never signed. No, Cameron no, Pringer, Pringer himself when he came back. 
Yeah, yeah he was back at our him. club after being out on loan for six months. He came back and within two days of a going through a fitness and conditioning program, he tore his hamstring. Mm. So you look at the problems we've had with Walsh, injury, then got injured again, then came back, now he's injured, Williams. Da, yeah, O'Dowda. O'Dowda, so many. O'Dowda. It goes on. Pat, so, Pat, O'Dowda. so you look at the training, then you go right through the medical side of it. Right, What did you? how did you treat that injury? Well, and Like I say, it, it will be qualified medical professionals. Good asking me to go in and do it. I have a no, but qualified clue. football medical professionals being addressed yeah. by a football person. You can't it have can John done, Lansdowne. It's there the will, you it's cannot there the have John Lansdowne sat in front Dave, of a medical person saying this is wrong. Dave, the first thing I said was independent. John Lansdowne okay. is not independent, and nor is Steve. So, so you've so got to get you've got to get an out of work retired football physio. No, real? No, there are there are people around who are consultants in that kind of thing who would come yeah. and do it as a project. But who are they reporting to? Who are they giving? You mean, like, a, you mean like yeah, freak? They're like a right. troubleshooter, basically. I, I know it's well, like you got I mean, they they would feed the information back into the new CEO or Stephen Lansdowne. And, and, and you get you have a report, and, and at the re- end of the report, so I always do with people, I say, right, that's an action plan. If I was you, that's what I do. You, do, you can do some of it, none of it, or all of it. It's entirely up to you, sir, because you know what they say about consultants is, is you know, there's a bloke who borrows your watch and, to tell you what the time is. Yeah. So, but the thing is, Ian, but, the thing is, no, look, I agree. Look, I agree. I was just putting. I think the problem is, Dave, the, 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 the problem is, you two, is it's a great idea. And I think 100% everybody would agree that it should be done. But based but on. it should the, be the, being the, done the, now. The, no, no, exactly. But the, based on the decisions that aren't being taken, can you really say, is there a will to do that? There's no yeah. will to but kick our be being done club now, and bring because somebody Because whoever in. comes in, whoever comes in, Part of that, Ian, will you agree with me on this or not? Part of that person coming in is to see what is happening on a day-to-day basis. And two weekends' time, they're gone, and they're not back until the 1st of July. The commer- both the, the commercial track. and the playing side at the moment are on cruise control, both going backwards. With season tickets, say, sale, season tickets have been on sale for two weeks. And really, what is the, the USP? For, for, for season ticket sales for next season. There's a manager whose job is in question now, I think, now based on results. No CEO, no director of football. And because the, the, the owner, the majority owner, has decided in his wisdom that his departing CEO can still stay on, yeah. I think that sort of mindset shows you that the, there's just no will to make those I think it's an appalling decision that it's, it's an appalling it. decision that Mark Ashton is staying on till the end of May in a participative sense. You could have said, as I put on OTIP today, I had a member of staff, good team member of staff, it's 20 years ago now, and they were leaving to join a competitor, not, but not really. They were leaving to join somebody that was in the same industry, a bit like Ashton leaving. And uh, I was disappointed they were going. And uh, I said, would you like to go now? And they said, yes, please. I said, well, off you go. Yeah. And they didn't get their month's pay in lieu of notice because it's the employers, it's the employees. If the employer, employer wants to keep the person to their notice but doesn't want them there, that's where garden leave comes in. But this situation, the person wanted to go. I got them off the payroll straight away. Keeping Mark Ashton on for another six weeks is costing City 60,000 quid. It doesn't do seem math. to be the 60, will to 000, make any critical 60, decisions. 60,000 quid. 
They're just no, not. The there's no will to make any critical decisions right yeah. now. Do you agree? Almost well, put on it. Um, Ashton just wants a leaving party when the restaurants open post the 17th of May. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's well, a good one. Yeah, but if you look at the um, uh, what, why would that be? Why would we let these? Um, and and this is going to be a conspiracy theory, but it's well founded. If you're going to let all those players go out of contract. Yeah. And what's the strategy behind that? The strategy could be selling the football club and giving the, the new owners um, a blank piece of paper. And say, mm-hmm. there you go. You, you, you employ your own CEO. You can rent the ground. You can rent the training ground. That's what we uh, said. Employ, we said that two months you, ago, Ian, didn't we? Yeah. But I, th- I, got, a, I got a feeling um, that... Um, and someone said to me on here, you were all over Pearson like a rash eight weeks ago, Ian. That's quite correct. Um, but when circumstances change, my opinion changes with it. Yeah. Uh, and just because you support somebody, I've always supported Stephen Lansdowne because I think his art's in the right place. And he's put an, one way or the other, he's put a huge amount of money in, but I don't think it's worked out for him. It's as no. simple as that. And, well, and there's been so many, so many times when, um, you know, there's been important decisions to be made. The only one you can honestly say we got right, when I looked, listened to his podcast, he said, well, I didn't think Lee was ready for the job, but Lee told me he was, so I gave him the job. I know, stupid, stupid, Mark, stupid. Well, Mark Ashton said, I, when I first met Lee, I knew there was something about him. Yeah, he's a, know, yeah. He said, I knew there was something guys, about him. But like guys, I said, it all comes down to critical decisions. And I shouldn't have, you know, had a go at Steve because he's done brilliantly for the club and he does communicate to the he fans does. sporadically. Yeah. No, Americans or foreign investors won't do that. You know, but we, he's not. They're, they're letting the he's letting the club down right now because he's not making those decisions. Well, I mean, and this business is about a players being out, you couldn't write a plot as bad no. as this season, could you? You two? This business about players being out of contract and Ashton and everything like that. Now, Ashton, right? You're not. Are you telling me that his mind has been 100 percent focused on Bristol City since? the summer and i think the answer is no now here, here's here's one for you guys who out of pato walsh fam and baker could you see lining up for ipswich town on the opening day of next season now you might look at fam and think well he's too good to go there think about it this way these players have been allowed to go out at a football club they will not cost ipswich town a penny in transfer fees the main beneficiaries of those players going to Ipswich Town as a group, as a group, right? The, the main benefit is those players are capable of getting Ipswich out of that division. And the other beneficiaries, they can be paid decent wages because there's no transfer fees. And the other beneficiaries out of that arrangement are the bloody agents of all those players as well. Because no transfer fee, the agent gets paid on the player's wage, right? And I wouldn't mind betting, well, do you think I'm wrong to have that view, Ian, that at least two of those four could be lining up for Ipswich next season? What do you think? I don't care. No, I know you don't care, but, but, but you just well, said about... Yeah, but you just said you're, about getting all, you're getting all exercised you just about, said about No, I'm not getting excited. You said about conspiracy theories, right? You know, yeah. has Ashton just been, look, I'll sort you they out, got, Mr. American Investor. They, you know, they, no, they, they got to be... They, 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 Dave, they've got to be realistic. The conspiracy theories. I mean, Lansdowne selling the club. He said he wants outside investment. Now that could mean 
So if I'm an outside investor, what am I buying? Because there's no assets. We've been over this before. Pula own the assets, right? The training ground, I'm not going to call it by that stupid um, uh, abbreviation. Centre, isn't it? Is that what Shut called? up. Oh, don't, don't even mention it to me because I'll throw, I'll throw the computer out the window. It's um, mad as hell. We can't the, take it anymore, David. Yeah. The um, the uh, so they. they oh, that's just not told you to so if, if I if I buy a football club, right? If I buy Bristol City Football Club, there are no assets, right? The only no. assets you've got are players. It's a brand, right? Well, yeah, and it's not a very strong brand, is it? It's in the, let's hope we're in the championship because we could still go down. It's unlikely, even after tonight, but we're, we could still go down. And we're bad enough to lose the next three games every day of the week. We're terrible. Yeah. Um, so I don't care where Nathan Baker goes and plays next season because he won't play. He'll be injured after season. He has throughout his career. Um you know, we're saying, well, build a side around Liam Walsh and um, Joe Williams. Are they going to be fit? And I'm not knocking either of the kids. I like them as footballers. But are they going to be fit? Because if they're not fit and they're not playing, how are you going to build yeah. a side around them? Yeah, this thing about, oh, I'm, I'm, I think we've affected their Hang on a minute. They got, they got, well. Sorry. Hang, hang on a minute. They got loads of – got. somebody said, or it was Tom said the other week, we got loads of midfield players. No, Les, we got loads of midfield players. We haven't. Right, but we, well, we have, but they're not fit. So, how how far do you go? You've got to be, you know, you've got to be keeping. Uh, you've got to be looking at the players and think, right, how many games a season realistically am I going to get out of him? Because we need to play fifty games in a season if we're marginally successful. That's four cup games, 46, 46 league games. Mm. How many games are they going to play? Now, the ones you've mentioned. If, if they all go and play, first they're dropping down to League One. So that'd be a whacking great pay cut for them. But uh, hang on. Ian, no, I disagree there because Ipswich want to build. You haven't read. I said this to Mark before you came on. In the East Anglian Times today, Ipswich £18 Town, million pound share 18, issue. They've yeah. done an £18 million pound share issue. So they've got money. Right, and they haven't got to pay transfer fees, right? So with mm-hmm. Fam, like Fam is allegedly somebody's put on here. Fam could be going to Borough for thirty grand a week, right? So, mm-hmm. but they haven't got to pay any money for Fam, right? So they could say to Fam, right, you know, we can only pay you fifteen grand a week on a three-year deal, right? Which you know they'd have to pay his wages anyway, but we're going to give you a million and a half pound signing on fee, which over three fam, years but, is another uh, no. ten grand a week. He won't want to play Dave, that level, David. He wants Dave, to play for Senegal, Dave. remember? Or you reckon? Part player. Yeah, he's, Dave, he's that's cash. All oh, right, maybe he's level. not. Maybe he's not the best example, but yeah. But you Dave, know, you're talking about one minute you're talking about a pandemic, and then then the next minute you're saying you've got a um, a one point one point five million pound signing on fee instead of. I know it's instead of a transfer yeah. fee, but it's still one point five million. All right, they can uh, say we'll give you a three three year contract, five hundred yeah. grand the first no, of January. They can't spend that we want, Dave. I'm way off. Yeah, you're right. I Sorry, I'm just I could see him, I, this bit, cut to the chase. I could see him getting Patterson. I don't know where Walsh would go. 
I mean, if you're sensible, you think he'd leave because he just hadn't been fit. But we could be, we could have ruined the careers Jack of, of Liam Jack Walsh Hunt, and, and Jack Joe Hunt. Williams. Jack could end up somewhere like Ipswich, couldn't he? But look, I mean, some some Red Robin said on here, nothing to do with transfers. While I'm at it, everybody says best players are Bentley and Callis. And if they're that good, we wouldn't be shipping so many shit goals, yeah? Uh, Lisa said, fan won't go to Borough for that, no chance. Bazza said, why would you want Diju to stay? He's shite. Totally agree with him. Uh, they're Tomo releasing said, they're Pearson will now focus on next season. Well, he doesn't even know if he's going to be here yet. And what Tom is saying, you would hope that an announcement on Pearson will be made by Friday. I mean, timing is everything, no, it, isn't it? it timing it is everything. Be. No, I don't when think Pearson, it Pe- Pearson will not... If we'd have won tonight, he'd have been announced by Friday. Yeah. But I think you've got two situations. I think... You're looking at uh, Lansdowne is looking at his record. He's looking at how we're playing, and he's got to be disappointed, even yeah. you know um, from his point of view. And I, I think when it comes to football, God bless Steve, but he's a bit naive, mm. um, and I don't think he knows a lot about the game. I mean, in the conversations I've had with him personally, John knows a lot more about the football side of the game you know, in terms of tactics and. You know, formations and all that, all that good stuff. So, first of all, we need to know from Steve after he set all those errors racing by going on the Three Peeps podcast. Um, give those lads a plug. Um, so, you go, we need to know who the manager is, who's coming in with him is less important. Are we having a CEO or aren't we bothering? We just have a chairman and a director of football. Um, and is Steve staying on as the primary owner, even if he sells 49% to somebody yeah. else. But I still come back to, if I was putting in, let's say I was putting 30 million into Bristol City, which would probably make up for what we're going to lose this year. So we're, that's not, we're not going to get fat on that. What would I get? I can't get my money back because it'd be gone. Yeah. What am I actually, there's, I'm not, there's no asset there. For, yeah. for me to own that I could think oh well if I get in trouble I can always flog the training ground or, no, you haven't. or the stadium but these people I, I yeah, but these people that. 30 million quid is worth a punt 30 it's, million it's, quid it's, is the, worth it's a the punt. way that he's woven Bristol Sport together going to put off any pot- potential investors Not because really, they'll Mark, have to be because invested could, in Bristol Sport won't they you, you, you could uh, I mean Ipswich uh, they the, the the Americans there put forty million in to buy it, but that's locked as I understand it. That's locked stock yeah. and barrel, stadium, yeah. training ground, everything. So if you put you you couldn't buy Ashton Gate for forty million, that would be retail value seventy million, seventy eighty million quid. I know we spent fifty million to build it, but that would be about seventy eighty million quid. The training ground would probably be another twenty, twenty two oh, for the know. land alone. What? Uh, really? Ashton yeah. Gate? 50 million yeah. for the stadium? Well, that's what we paid to... That's Dave, that's what we paid to build yeah. it. I know. Well, the interesting dynamic there in terms of how much you get for it, we need to look at... You remember Leicester City at Filbert Street? They built that massive, great big double-decker stand and then mm. flattened it and moved away. I think it's an over... You know, it, I think that's an overestimation of what the ground as real estate is worth because you've got to flatten it and clear it 
and then you got to build and, and you got to get planning permission and you know what it's like trying to get planning permission in Bristol guys um let's I mean look we've done this to death it is like it is like Groundhog Day and you know we're getting we're like we're going up this hill where we get to the top of the hill and the decisions have to be made be it manager, be it chief executive, be it new players, be it medical team, you know, da-da-da-da-da. It's all the chickens are coming home to roost. And I'm concerned, as I think you are and everybody who's um, who's listening on this, is our football club, and we've got to talk about football club being taken away from the fans re- relation to the, uh, the failed ESL, but our football club, I don't think has been in such a bad state on a variety of levels, infrastructure apart, for a very, very, very long time. This is worse than when Sean O'Driscoll came in or um, what's his name, McInnes and people like that. The squad is a mess. We never had that many players out of contract. Okay, most of them, good, good riddance to them, but it is an utter, utter mess. And with two weekends of football to go, yeah, and they're back for training in what ten weeks with the start of next season, right? It's going to have to be some very big decisions taken relatively quickly, yeah, in the overall scheme of things, and that means yeah. analysis of the medical team, getting a chief executive. You know, if somebody's in a job at the moment, you know, they might have to work three months notice so you bring in somebody from out of football an Ed Woodward type who's never been anywhere near football he's just done deals I don't think that's what's going to happen and the big unknown is what is this all part of a tactic of Lansdowne with new investment that there is a critical point where that comes in and it's being held back for a reason that we don't know we've been speculating for since middle of February when it looked like Holden was going to be on his way. Yeah. And we don't know. We can speculate and we're not moaning. We're in, we're speculating. Yeah. I just think it's incompetence. And and it, it, and it looks bad. Yeah. And as I say, my season ticket two hospitality passes, uh, I've got to come up with, I think it's 3,600 quid. In fact, that's right. That's what it is. 3,600 quid. Uh, I ain't doing it. Right. I am not doing that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they've lost my confidence. I have fallen out of love with the club, as a lot of people our age have, yeah, because we've been taken to the brink with the Man United game or have you three and a half years ago, nearly that, well, heading towards three and a half years ago. That was the closest. and We've had to put up with three and a half years of decline and we've had one year where we've got out of the habit of going. Now, I will still go to every game but they're not having three and a half grand of my money. That's for two tickets. They'll get a grand and at least I'll get a pensioner's bloody ticket uh, if, if I get it in the Lansdowne. Very, very sad. Guys, the big news this week, we're going to spend a lot more time talking about it. Um, it was, um, is the European Super League, Super League. The best comment I saw on uh, Twitter was somebody put the European Super League is a bit like a bloke of uh, a, a gang of blokes arranging to go out on the piss, but they haven't cleared it with their missus beforehand. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ian, it all happened very quickly, the European Super League, in the sense that it was there and then it was gone. What are your what are your thoughts on that as a concept? That's <laughs> obviously on his face. My um my analogy was it was a little bit like me waiting for the World Snooker Championships to take place, uh, going up to the Crucible in Sheffield and, and when uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan's playing, going up and putting 50 pence on the corner of the table. Um, 
<laughs> I saw that. That was another. Good and that one. was that was that was that was Tottenham being in it, you know, and Arsenal. Let's be honest, yeah. top yeah. six, you know, big six. Well, yeah, twenty years ago, perhaps, and then not not Tottenham. Um, so my um, my my view on it, it lasted two days. It should never have been done. It's wrong. I wouldn't. I don't believe in much these days because money's ruined football for me. Yeah. Um, but I do believe in the pyramid, and I yeah. do look at clubs that have done um, a great deal better than us. Um, so you know, you could name them the ones that gone up to the Premier League, even if they've had problems afterwards. So you've got Swindon, yeah, Barnsley. I did a Nigel Pearson there. Yeah, threw a random yeah into a question. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've got uh, Swindon, Barnsley, Norwich, Huddersfield, Swansea. Cardiff. Burnley, Cardiff. All these clubs have, have gone up because of the pyramid. Yeah. Right? And a lot of them have Except gone up. Us. Norwich, <laughs> Norwich. Yeah, Norwich this season. I mean, I told you when we played them, at the team we put out cost... 35 million transfer value. Their team cost eight. Yeah. So I, I've, um, it, it should never have happened. And people apologizing isn't any good. It's a little bit like when somebody says something absolutely dreadful about you. It's untrue. Um, and then they say, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Well, okay. You had to be thinking it to say it. Yeah. So why yeah. did you, why did you, why did you think it? Yeah. And how did they think they were going to get away with, I know we live in a post-truth world and don't get me started on, on politics, but I, I, how did they think it was going to be perceived? What, in what world did they think, well, that's a good idea. We'll do that. The fans yeah. won't mind. I know. You know, how did, how were they going to play all, all these? Well, they were going to play the extra games because they weren't going to go in for the champions league. I know. And who, ru who runs the champions league? UEFA. Who UEFA. runs European football? UEFA. UEFA. Who runs yeah. world football? FIFA. FIFA. And UEFA report into Part FIFA. Yeah. No, they're on a hiding to nothing. And at least we haven't got somebody like Blatter at the very top of the game, because you can imagine him sanctioning it. At least that, uh, uh Santino or Fantino, whatever his name is. Um, Mark, I mean, your, your thoughts, it was here today, gone tomorrow, really, wasn't it? Well, the biggest joke was Florentino Perez said the European Super League is going to save football. And a friend of mine said in one way it has, if, if, you know, if their actions address the problem. But I think that um, they'll use this to try and get their way perhaps with the next lot of TV rights or negotiating prize money for the revamped Champions League that you kindly told me about. And I've looked through the article in New York Times. God, can't make head or tail of it, how, how it works. It's, yeah. uh, it's crazy. 36-team team league where, only, where you only play 10 games in the first round. It's, I know. No, I said that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, Have it's, you read that, Ian, what the uh, UEFA were coming up with for the proposals for the, the next Champions League? I suggest you read it if you've got time before, before Saturday. One thing I'd like to add, David. <laughs> <there was laughs> thing, can I just add yeah, one too thing? Much, too, go on. It's, I mean, if you go back to clubs that go into administration and chances like Chan Siri and the Wigan debacle yeah, last season. Yeah. They were they their owners put the club into into trouble and the league punished the clubs by a deduction of points. Now I know this they they, they they only fought this, but they signed contracts. They were prepared 
to uh, make the Premier League suffer and it would have killed the pyramid if this yeah. had gone ahead. I think that they should be deducted points for their actions. That's the only thing... That was going to be my next clubs. question to both of you. Do you think... Yeah, that's the only thing that will hurt the clubs. Not, but not do you think, fine, but you think, do you think peanuts, that... Yeah, I mean, do you think that's viably and punishing them for something that, as you say, well, they spoke who, about, but it didn't happen. They signed up, admittedly, so, but so it who, didn't happen. Who are you, who are you punishing? If you deduct points, you're punishing the club. You're punishing the fans, you're, aren't you? You're punishing the fans, you're punishing the manager, and you're punishing the players who had F all squared F to do with it. Do I mean, it. I, no, you're right. To, to death. The same thing happened to the, one, the players and the fans. Hang on, Mark. Whoa, 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 hang on, on wait a minute. Yeah, hang on a minute. The, those, those players didn't know anything about it. There was a chief executive at one of the big six. They haven't named him, who said, first I heard of it was on Sky Sports. So his owner and even had the good manners to ring him up and say, oh, by the way, um, we're doing something a little bit different. I hope you're all right with it, but we're doing it. And we've all, you know, I've, I've said in the previous podcast, I work for owners who would do that. And if you do what I did, which is probably stupid, you, you pack your job in um, yeah. and, and leave the business. Uh, so I, I think we're... Where, where we are, uh, I think they should fine them, and I think the fine should be £100 million. Pounds. <laughs> Each. It's not going to happen, is it? They'll take notice of that. Well, you say, well, you know, yeah, there is one thing you could have made a thought of, actually. Go on, Mark. Yeah, they could, all right, could, appeal what, it, and then fine them what, some more. If you don't, a fine would make no difference unless it's a ridiculous amount of money. What you could do, and this would hurt clubs at the top, is put a really long transfer embargo on them for two or three years. Then you know, not being able to uh, you know being able to to trade, that will hurt them. But yeah. I think the ultimate yeah. sanction for these clubs, the only thing that will make them set up and take notice, and I'm sorry about the fans of these clubs. But there are clubs in better position than them who qualified, who could qualify for the Champions League through merit in West Ham and, and Leicester. Yeah. And the only thing, the, the ultimate sanction is to duck points. And I'm sorry, but it's tough shit as far as I'm concerned. The, the, the major bed, I know the fans will turn on you, but you know that that's you, you've done. Yeah, it. I, I look. I hear what I hear what you both say on that, and it sounds a grand idea, but I just don't think. Uh, I, I, I don't think they're going to get fined. I mean, somebody's put, PBG has put on here, ban them from the Champions League for the coming season. Yeah. And whatever season they Spurs qualify. Spurs and Arsenal. Yeah, well, Spurs and Arsenal. So, <laughs> so, well, you ban them from Spurs any... Ban them no, from the Champions no, League in 2026. No, what you do, what you do the, 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 the teams in the top, the teams in the group of six that broke away, they're in the top four. You ban them. Well, in fact, you could ban all six of them for any UEFA competition for four years. There we go. That's it. Doesn't cost them a fine. It costs them lost income through non-participation, and then they won't get the players to go and play for them because the top players won't want to not be involved in European competition. That's the best thing to do. Good, good, uh, good point I, there, PBG. I wouldn't know, but once again, you're punishing the fans, aren't you? And what they done wrong? Um, apart from apart from stop it, because it was the likes of Gary Neville kicking it off, the fans, um, the managers, Jordan Henderson got all the Premier Division captains yeah. together. So what you're going to say you're going to you're going to punish them 
for what I hear hear what you say, but that's as Ian, as Mark said on another point, that's tough shit. I mean, look, Liverpool fans, they caused the Heysel Stadium disaster. All English teams banned from European football for what was it, five years back in the 80s? All English teams. which so was which was fans, the wrong, wrong thing which was the wrong, wrong thing, thing to, to do. Well, no, but I'm they just should, saying they should have banned Liverpool. Liverpool. No they one else. They should have banned Liverpool. Therefore, they should ban the six clubs that form the breakaway. All right, maybe five years is too long. You say three years, no European competition, regardless of what position you finish in, and that will level it up a bit as well because you'll then get your Everton's and people like that. You know, Everton could finish could finish sixth or seventh and be seen as the top English side because others are barred from competing. So no money, but it hits them. It still hits them in the pocket, but not with a token fine of 100 quid because that's one and a half players that they won't buy. That's just my 100 view. Million. No, Dave, 100, 100 million hurts. If you, you, got, you get fined 100 million. I don't care who you are. You notice that. Well, they just coughed up 300 million each, didn't they, to, to be part of it? Or were they given 300 million each? No, they were given. They were given. Million. They were That's given right. three. There's I a mean, big it's difference. interesting. Who are the TV companies that were going to underwrite this so-called Super League? Yeah? It was it was the American uh, it was the American bank, J.P. Morgan, that were actually underwriting. So it was nothing it. to do I mean, with it was nothing to do with because Sky would have been. No, there was no TV. There's no TV contract in place. No, but who would Sky have taken never... it? Sky or Netflix or somebody like that? Would it have been one of the three? <laughs> no, Sky, Sky wouldn't. Sky had no discussions with them whatsoever, and wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and the Germans didn't want to know. No, the, the Disney Channel was one. Yeah, uh, I think net, Netflix. I think Amazon. This is true. I'm not making it up. Amazon. I know it just does sound, sound could, funny could, when you say the Disney. They channel. already. They already um, screen football, but what they they thought they could do because. The Americans, I've tried, I've had conversations with Americans before when they talk about oh, buying football clubs, right? I said, you do realise you can't buy a club in Bristol and move it to Glasgow or vice versa. You do realise that, oh, well, it's a, it's a franchise. Well, it can play anywhere. No, yeah, no, it can't. Well, that's the worrying thing about Steve Landstad selling Bristol City as a football club to some Americans and they decide to take it off and play it. Somewhere else. Well, the only time it's <laughs> happened in recent years is when oh, no, things done, isn't it? Yeah, that's the only time it's happened. Yeah. Guys, look, it's uh, quarter to eleven. And, that, and, boy, and by the way, that was that was an English bloke that bought MK Dons. It Pete was Winkleman. Pete Winkleman. That's right. Very yeah. red records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, Mendip City. I like this one to finish with. Surely the Disney Channel should invest in a Mickey Mouse Club. Anyone? No one. Well, yeah, they've just yeah, got that's... relegated to League Two. And I like something else on Twitter that somebody put about uh, social distancing, keep two divisions apart. I thought that was a very good uh, visual on there uh, as well. But uh, that went well for them, didn't it? Getting uh, what's his face, uh, Joey Barton in, and uh, I say I said this on Saturday. The uh, the uh, Sunderland fans are. Uh, well, at least he got a draw last night up at Hull, didn't he? So uh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, Dave, Dave, they? It's all right, Dave. They've they've moved on to the clutch in the grab, and uh, they're absolutely castigating the bloke. <laughs> it's really funny because they've picked up on it. In fairness, a lot quicker than City fans did. Yeah. It's, you know what was he going on about with the clutch in the grab? What's uh, that about? And, like, um, it sounds and, like sexual harassment. Right, a lot of people, Polos. a lot of people have been here say, saying, Ian. They want you to do. We're not going to do any impressions now because I want to go and get a piece of toast and a cup of tea before I go to bed, right? But this uh, weekend against Luton, <laughs> this weekend's against Luton. I can drink before bed and not have to get up in the middle of the night. 
I'll have well, to I should be careful. You don't, don't you go piss in the bed again, Dave. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ian, you can do, you can do, Tomo is asking this and a few other people are asking it as well. You can have, we can have Lee Johnson and Gary Johnson in the same studio. All right. So you can do all three. Johnson and Johnson. I'd rather have a go at do, do you hear Joey Barton last night. No, I he, didn't. He's now said the fault of the, <laughs> he's, he's gone on to tobacco now. He, he, apparently, footballers, this is true, there is an illegal chewing tobacco. And a lot of fo- footballers believe, without any scientific evidence, that it enhances your performance. Yeah. So, so he said that's one of the things is wrong with the club is they're all on this chewing tobacco. You know, like the the cowboys used to do. They'd be yeah, they'd be yeah, stood yeah. and they go, yeah, yeah. And I want to, I just, I just want to say that you're going to go in the spit. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, Josie Wales, and, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josie, how are you? And it'll go bang and, and go in the old bloody spittoon. Well, yeah. <laughs> he reckons they're all on that. I mean, no wonder you'd be better. Do you know what? You'd be better off getting a load of marijuana in before the next game. Say, here, smoke that. Go right, a, and see if you can do any. No, the other thing, the other oh. thing, guys. Well, the other Rough thing, I'll shame. probably save it till after season. But I had a lovely chat this week on uh, for a good hour and twenty minutes with uh, our former manager John Ward. Yeah, who took us to promotion in seven ninety eight. Really nice long chat with him. And uh, I asked him about the summer transfers. Well, if you listen to the interview when we upload it, the summer transfers in the summer of ninety eight when we signed Adiak in by. Soren Anderson and Tony Thorpe, and he said he knew nothing about Tony Thorpe being signed until he got back from holiday. And Mark Ashton wasn't even involved with the club back then. Yeah, so that was Scott Davidson, I mean, wasn't it? I think the uh, well, he, he took Archie like, Gooch's like, money. He didn't, didn't he? like. He didn't like. Uh, he didn't like to name names. He confirmed the fact that he wanted Ray Harford. Uh, but the interesting part of chant to John was talking about his pre. Uh, Bristol City career and yes it was as assistant to Graham Taylor but with Watford and with Villa they took both of those clubs up and this is in the years when you could do it and it shows that back then you could achieve a lot both those clubs Watford and Villa got them up and then finished second in what is now the Premier League in each of their first seasons and he also talked about what it was like having uh, Elton John uh, as a chairman because that was in those days as well so John lovely bloke lovely chap I'll put it up on Twitter when we're going to post it. I don't he, do it. He played. He played for Lincoln, didn't he? With um, he, with got, Graham he Taylor. played two hundred and thirty games for Lincoln and scored ninety-one yeah. goals. And Graham Taylor was a teammate and his captain. And he took him to Watford for a short period, and then he recommended that John got the uh, York City manager job. And then he went to the Gas. He left York City when they were on the verge of the playoffs uh, that particular season. Went to the Gas, and then. Uh, as I say, uh, he, he left the gas. Uh, well, he left the he gas. Was talk- I think he talked to Luton about a vacancy. Well, I asked him that him. as well. That's a very good point. Yeah. They talked to Luton. They didn't renew his contract. But if you listen, mm. when it comes out, it's, it's a really good chat. Gentlemen and all listeners, we've had another good audience tonight, uh, north of 120, which is great. I think we're going to go through 25,000 downloads by the time we get through the end of the weekend. We've had uh, 1,174 likes, which is great. So that's probably uh, Tomo sat there and a couple of others just hitting, liking everything we say. Bazza, great show, guys. I'm bored now. Good night. Thank you, Bazza. Yeah, we'll see you next week. It's not Saturday. It's Sunday, and it's a lunchtime one. We'll decide what time we're going to do we'll talk about that off air have a good evening boys and uh, people out there listening and uh, yeah, uh, speak at the weekend all the best cheers now yeah, thanks very much God bless. take it easy bye, bye. 
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.